0: If you're like me and you're torn between the love my body at any size movement and the if I love my body, I need to make healthier choices to feel good too thought process, then you're in the right place. It's every day now that someone out there is telling us the next best thing on TikTok or Instagram ads or showing us another shortcut, and it is exhausting. How about we heal our relationship with our bodies, exercise and food and give ourselves grace along the way? Let's do this together and celebrate the small stuff. Welcome to A Healthy Dose with Sadie Tolbert. Hello. We are talking today about checking in with your doctor and going to your primary care visits. So Assuming that everybody listening here is an adult, the kind of big question is, you know, do I need to go to the doctor every year if I'm healthy? Do I need to go and have blood work? Do I need to, you know, do any of those uh, screening tests? You know, women, we get our, our women health exam. There's been during my lifetime, there's been different rules and regulations about how often you should go for your well women's exam, things like that. So it can be kind of uh kind of like weird, like how often am I supposed to go? When am I supposed to go? Um, do I just go when I'm sick, you know, things like that. And I believe it was really in nursing school where I started to learn about all the things that can happen to you that's, that's pretty silent, you know, that you don't see unless you are screening and you are getting tested and, and having things like that. And at one point I was like, well, why don't we all just go in and have a full body CT scan every year just to see if anything's growing anywhere? (laughs) Obviously, that's not possible. Maybe in the future, they'll come up with something like that. But it's not really something that we can do specifically at this time. But there are a few things that you can do yearly. And then there's some things that you really want to pay attention to, um, especially as you age on how often it's suggested. Now, the cool thing is, Technology is constantly being updated and uh, the things that were once really uncomfortable and scary and hard to do can be done in other ways, especially if you have no known risk factors and things like that. So I'll go over a couple of those things today and and kind of go over some of the the main things you should be talking to your doctor about and bringing up and just some general information about um, advocating for yourself and whatnot. a bit of background i've worked in a clinic i've worked in the er and um, i started out in a level one trauma center and people would come into this this specific trauma center with things that they should be going to their primary care doctor and so it was this constant thing that we were talking about as employees like don't these people ever go to their doctors and it's different if it's happening and and it's you know scary on a saturday night and nothing's open but the, the main fact that a lot of people are doing this is either one, they didn't have insurance and they were coming to the ER and just going to get a big bill or their doctors were busy. So they know that if they call to make an appointment, they're not going to get an appointment for a couple weeks. And so why not go to the ER? You can get answers much quicker there, especially, you know, through blood work and testing and things like that. So a lot of times we were so busy that it was figure out if there's an emergency. If not, you're out. And then they'd get mad because they wanted to have answers. They wanted to have, you know, more than what we were able to give them. But we basically just rule out if it's an emergency or not, and then follow up with your primary care provider, you know, go to a free clinic, do whatever, whatever. And so after I had moved to our next duty station, I started working in a rural ER and that even more was like a doctor's office sometimes. And so it was a much smaller town and, um, there's just a different feel of what was going on there. But, you know, a lot of the same types of things, you know, I've got a cold, it's been going on for four days and, oh, did you call your primary care product provider? Oh, yeah, they can't see me or, or even, you know, they wouldn't give me antibiotics, so I'm coming here to get antibiotics from you. So that type of stuff we would see, especially at that ER, I'm sure it happened at the other one, I just didn't notice as much, but they would come from the neighbor town ER, didn't get what they wanted. So they would come to ours or they would go from ours to theirs. They would call us. And anyway, I had taken a job um, because my hours weren't very stable in the ER in a clinic. And this was two doctors and myself. And that's when I really got to know my patients because it wasn't just the frequent flyers that I knew. It was everybody. It was the full families. You know, There was uh, mom, dads and several kids that would come through. And so we did the well child visits, and and we really started to value um, the the making sure that when they came in for their actual, you know, physical, their yearly screening, their annual blood work, and all that stuff. We were pretty much scheduling the next one for a year later, or a follow up with certain blood work that we had to keep an eye on for six months, things like that. And so it was kind of on the employees, you know, the the clinic to do that. And that's kind of uncommon. Um, we were not full. This was a a different model of a a primary care clinic. So we didn't have, you know, a million million patients there. I have seen other clinics, especially ones that like my family goes to where, I mean, they they have ten thousand patients per doctor. I'm sure that's probably an exaggeration, but it's a lot and it really is hard when people are coming in to the doctor for little silly things or they're coming in because they're, you know, just super paranoid or have some sort of hypochondria, things like that. So what happens to doctors when they see so many people like that, they they tend to miss things. They tend to send you off to a million specialists. The specialists have even longer waits. Um, they tend to be short with you. They tend to not have as much bedside manner. And it can be really frustrating when that, you know, happens. So when I recognized how important it was um, to advocate for my patients and I had the ability to do so because I didn't at that clinic deal with insurance or all the other stuff that is annoying behind the scenes that we don't see medical staff takes care of, right? So I was able to really advocate for them and we caught stuff. We actually would take somebody's blood work and say, hey, you are on the borderline for diabetes or high blood pressure, hypertension, things like that. We've been watching it. We can see these trends. And in the last three years, you've come in, your your numbers are creeping up. And so let's talk about, you know, what the things are that you can do to go in the opposite direction. And we'll check you again in six months. And if it's not going in the op- opposite direction, that's when we'll start with medication. And so it made so much sense to me that I knew not only for myself that I needed to go every year, and I do, I go to the VA, but also to advocate for other people that are my age. And so I'd be talking to random, you know, friends and stuff. And we, we would come up sometimes that our parents' generation was getting sick and they were having a lot of uh, health issues and stuff like that. And, and for me, that really made me look inward to myself, like, oh my gosh, like, you know, if my parents are going through this stuff. At their age and their parents went through that stuff at a slightly older age, what is the trend here? It's going to happen to me younger. And my whole story with my health, I was uh, basically after I had my son, he's four now, um, I had gained a lot of weight and i I just really did not take care of myself, mind, body, soul, anything. And during the pregnancy, we had uh, tested different things and they were like, Oh, you know, it's just the pregnancy. Don't worry about it. You know, you've got high cholesterol because of pregnancy or you've got, you know, um, not quite just gestational diabetes, but you know, they didn't want me fasting or anything. And so there was just some things that we were monitoring and then six or so months after having miles and especially after a year, um, that's when I was really just borderline. And, And I asked my doctors, just, just give me a minute, give me, you know, a little bit of time so I could try to work on that. And that's when I really started paying attention because it was a a real mortality rate for me in in, moment for me because of seeing what my parents have gone through. And I, I felt like I had done enough of my own research and I had been interested in, you know, weight loss and nutrition for so long that I just needed to sit down and put my money where my mouth was and actually do what I knew I needed to do. And I was able to in my case, take care of all that stuff so that everything got back to better numbers. And the doctors were like, this is what we want to see. You know, this is health prevention at its finest, right? So um, I shared a lot of what I was going through with the patients at the time. Um, There was one individual, a patient that came in and he, I don't know where we started talking about stuff, but he was borderline and a lot of things were kind of coming up. And I said, hey, you know, I've, I've been doing some intermittent fasting. And he's like, oh, what's that? And told him about it. And, um, you know, not as in like this is my nurse advice to tell you to do this. I was just say this is what I'm doing. And he came back six or eight weeks later and he was like, I've been doing it every day. I feel great. I've lost so much weight and all these things. And his blood work came back looking great. Now, that's kind of a, a rare story for your blood work to change that quickly. But that was what he needed. I don't know anything about his, you know, past or history and some people you know, just are way more quick to, um, to like, have results for certain styles like that than others. And so um, you can't compare your body to another person's. But um, me going through my journey, a lot of people in the clinic were watching what was happening with me. And, and I always felt just, I, I used to be a lot more insecure about what everybody else thought about me. And so I always felt like being the nurse in this clinic I, I was telling everybody to eat right and exercise and stuff. Meanwhile, I'm down and wolfing a pan of brownies in the back. You know, it just, I felt like such a hypocrite not taking care of my own self. But I really like to talk about the subject for people to um, get on the routine of just going every year, you know, whether it's around your birthday or if you like going in a certain time frame of the year, you know, spring, fall, winter, um, get in the habit, no matter what age you are, if you're an adult, you can go every year. And the things that I want you to um, talk to your doctor about is, is anything that feels just in your gut, like it's not supposed to be. Um, There was things that for me, I thought were just normal, you know, oh, foot pain is normal. You know, it's like, of course, everybody has foot pain, right? Back pain. Everybody has back pain. Everybody has headaches. Everybody has skin problems. You know, don't be afraid to bring up things that Feel really embarrassing and gross, even if you're like, I didn't tell anybody at all that I have this, you know, odor or a rash or an itch or or does this look normal to you? There's certain things about our bodies that you're just not going to ask your best friend or your you know circle of friends about. Um, there's things that you don't know if it's normal or not unless you ask and. And you don't necessarily want to Google some of these things because you're going to get some images that are not going to be pretty and sear so in your brain. So write down a list and bring it in and just talk to them about that. Say you know, talk about your food, your your lifestyle choices, your what you're doing, what you're not doing, and 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 really recognize um, when they're educating you when you're talking to the doctor, this nurse, or any of the staff. If this is something that um, they have passion and that they have a lot of understanding. With um, recently, I saw my my nurse practitioner, who's my primary care provider, and I was talking about you know just weight loss and things like that. And just and she was like, "Well, you know, do you drink green tea? Is is that something that you do?" And I I kind of looked at her and I was like, "Green tea, really?" I'm like, "That's your suggestion about healthy choices in life." And I'm like, "I love green tea. I think it's a great a great." Uh, you know, thing to have, but I was just so surprised because I was like, that's your big, you know, suggestion. So not everybody is well-versed in every subject. So really watch your, um, the person that you're talking to and see if they're like, okay, let me suggest some, some nutrition things for you. Let me talk about, you know, exercise for you. And if you feel like it's an answer that you could Google, then, you know, maybe go to a specialist on your own or things like that. But um, the biggest thing I want you to take away from this uh, episode here is that no matter what, above all else, advocate. If you are feeling like they're not listening to you, if you feel like you are being gaslit, if you feel like they are um, not as well educated on a subject and they're acting like they are, advocate and stand your ground. And remember that, you know, these people, even though they have a lot of education, they don't know everything and they put their pants on the same way that we do. And they do deserve our respect. You know, don't uh, (laughs) just I always tell people to start off by, you know, calling them doctor but, um, if you get comfortable and they're okay with it, you can call them by their first name, but I, it's a respect thing for me in the military and, and just because of everything that they went to through to get that title. Um, you may not feel that way and it's totally fine, but, um, you know, I think it's going to go a long way if you have a good relationship with your doctor and, um, and you're honest and open and, and you feel comfortable. And if they say something that you don't care for, challenge them and, and ask them about it. You don't have to fight and go in there with guns blazing, but just say, you know, uh, I'm not comfortable. I, I want to look further. I'm going to get a second opinion or anything like that. And, and, and that's totally okay. So advocate for yourself, consider going, you know, yearly, maybe every other year, if you want to, um, get your blood work, do your, your scans. If you're a woman, mammogram, pap smear, all those things. If you're a man, uh, make sure you get your prostate checked out. And then, um, you know, colonoscopies and stuff for both when you're of the age, there are better ways of doing that. Now you can just uh, do Cologuard or things like that. There's thermal imaging that can be done for different um, screenings and things like that. So um, yeah, I mean, I, again, this is another subject that I could get broken down even to further, but um, if you have any other specific questions or want to know something more in detail, please reach out to me. So have a great day, you guys stay healthy. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you haven't yet, please subscribe for more and leave a review. If you got something great out of today, please share with your family and friends. And as always, please remember to consult with your primary care provider if you have any questions or concerns. This podcast is meant to be educational and based off of my experience. Have a great day. You are unique and amazing and beautiful.